and welcome back to another week. I'm Ryan. And I'm Casey. And this is I Kid You Not. So how was your uh, week this week? I gotta tell you, I am like so happy to be doing this. I needed a little girl time, a little coffee talk, a little chatting. One fun thing, I started watching and I didn't even plan this on purpose. I, so I'm always like reading a book and like, I like to read a little bit before I go to bed at night. And then now that I drive to work, you know, for so long, I was commuting into the city for work. I would read on the train and yeah. I got, yeah, I got used to that. So like, now that I don't have that, I started on, along with reading a little bit at night, I'll always have a book that I'm listening to. So I never did the audiobook thing before until like the last six months, super into it. And I decided to like, only listen to memoirs so that's been really fun you're making me kind of like opened up to it a little bit like i thought of like super old people riding in their car listening to an audiobook yeah <laughs> but like but, I, I used to have a challenge with reading so they used to like put that on me and um so me i was just like oh god no i can't so you have like a you, stigma to it yeah right. and when you started talking about it you were telling me about mika right mika kelly mika or, kelly mm-hmm. yeah and you, you started talking to me about you're listening to her audio and you started so opening me up to it. So I got the Gilmore Girls uh, life with um, Lauren Graham and I got that on audio. Oh my God. I, I started listening to that because of you. <laughs> That's probably so good. Um, so I like conveniently just finished Spare, Prince Harry's. Um, oh, cool. How was it? Yeah. Prince Harry's book. It was amazing. Also, I love a British accent. So listening to him, he reads it. So listening to him read it was so fun. Um, (laughs) And I just finished it and realized that the new season of The Crown is out on Netflix. So I was like, oh my God, look at this. Wait, it's out? It's actually out? out. (gasps) Oh, I know what I'm doing this weekend. I'm so excited. I cannot wait. I watched the first two episodes already. So good. So it was the perfect segue, you know, to go from reading Prince Harry's book to now being able to watch The Crown, new season. I'm loving it. I um, Wait, do you think it's because it's the last season, there's going to be a part one, part two-er? Or do you think it's going to be all out? Because I hate when I mean, they do I, that. I feel like it's going to be a part one, part two, because that's just what Netflix does now. But Ugh. you're right. I agree with you. I would love if it was just like a straight shot. Um, I don't think all the episodes are even out yet. I could be wrong. Um, honestly, like reading or listening to his book, it's just like really eye opening. And it's so funny because listening to his book, I'm like, I can't stand King Charles. I think he's a piece of shit from reading. No his one book. could. No one likes but then, him. When you no watch the show anyway. <laughs> no, but when you watch the show, I feel like they really try to show you the human side of him and get you to like, feel bad for him a little bit. And I do. But then when I read the book, I'm like, or even just know the things that are happening. I'm like, well, then why, if he had this much like hurt and like disdain for some of the things his mother did and the way his mother handled things, why are you doing that to your kids? Shouldn't you like learn from it and do different? And that's my new problem with him. Yeah, but see, so, okay. Let's just debate this briefly. Just let's because I like have so much passion behind this like royalty thing. I'm obsessed. I know you Love are that. too. Um, yep. So for me, I was, I think this series is amazing. It I opened me to Queen Elizabeth and the fact that she had not expected this life at all. She wasn't destined for this life. 
and she got at a very young age and she had to be the crown and not a human. She was the crown and everybody around her had to pay for it. And you see right. the turmoil from like everyone involved around her. And it's not necessarily her choice. It was put on her and the crown is the only thing that matters. And that, and everyone, everyone suffered hard and you could see the torture with the kids. You could see the torture with her sister. You could see the torture that oh. King Charles had with, this woman that he really liked that was, you know, divorced and it was, or no, did they meet, did they meet while they were, I, I think she, she might have been married? married while they, yeah. Right. When and, they, so, right. So, but like, you know, once she was available, once he was available, it's not a thing. Like you don't marry um, somebody that's been divorced or. Divorce is like really frowned upon in royalty, which is why. I guess. I guess until now, the modern times. The thing that I hated about this series, the one thing I have to say I hate it because I think they put a lot of money into it. I think they really did an amazing job production and everything else. But I like the original cast. I Wait, hated, that's so funny. Our friend I hated they switched it. When I text them that the crown is on and that's how I'm going to spend my weekend, she said the same thing. She goes, I stopped watching because I just like couldn't get into the new cast and I didn't understand why... They couldn't just like do age them, up. The, age them with makeup. She's like, right. I didn't get it. She's like, and I loved the original cast that I like just couldn't get into the new season. Well, Claire, like, Claire Foy huh. was like, she, she embodied it. And this, other, and this other one um, who I know is very famous. Uh, she just is frumpy. Yeah. She's a frumpy Queen Elizabeth. She's not this, uh, you know, Feel like I don't know. They Claire did that perfectly Foy. though. Ugh, I I like I hated it. I hate it, and it was hard to adjust who was who yeah. because of the cast change. But that was meant from the beginning. Every two year, every two seasons, they were going to they switch the cast. the cast. Yeah, but that was the one thing I did not like. But I stuck through it because I I the, it's a phenomenal. I show. love the story, right? And not to say not to say they have not made some horrific choices. This royal family. You should read his book. I got to read it. It'll give you like a whole, yeah, it gives you like a whole different perspective. Things are very calculated in the royal family. And it's really interesting now for him being out of it to hear his perspective on things because he is still loyal to the crown. And, you know, she, he said like, Till the day she died, he was her queen. I don't like that he's not involved. I don't like... Uh... You read the book or listen to it, and then we could do a little breakdown at, on the modern monarch. Okay, fine. But I'm definitely so Deal? excited that you told me the show was on. I... All right, so, good. so now that we know how you're spending your weekend with the <laughs> with the crowd... How, what have you been up to? Any updates on the job front? So we have, um, two interviews next week. It's hopefully Woo! promising, but don't want to jinx anything. We're just gonna, you know, cross our, steady, cross our fingers. Don't talk too much. Just kind of like put the good juju out there. So yes. We'll Didn't see. we have this conversation a couple weeks ago that we have to like start manifesting these things. We have to start saying yes. like good things are going to happen. So yeah. I feel positive about this for you. Me too. I'm um, gonna knock, knock on some wood. Yes, I'm knocking on wood. I um. <laughs> what about like dating? How have you been doing? I went back on Hinge, and I've been trying to be more active. Um, Me too. I'm trying, but well, God, the protect like the options are like. I know. I had this one guy literally last, just the other day, <laughs> and I like was like, all right, unmatch. Um, he looked kind of normal in the pictures. He was like 38. 
lived in Long Island. I'm like, okay. He said he had a job. I'm like, all right, let's all match. He looks, he looks cute. And he did one of the voice things, which typically I don't like. But then I started listening to them because I'm like, sometimes oh, a guy, I like it. Yeah, sometimes a guy having a shitty, like a weird voice can totally turn you off. Oh, so yeah. his voice sounded normal. If this voice is sexy, it makes them more attractive. Totally. Um, but then we started like, you know, messaging through the app and he was like, so not even aggressive, but so like, you're gorgeous. You're beautiful. When can I see you? Do you want to get married? Like, is that your plan? And I'm like, yeah, I wrote on my thing that I'm looking for a long-term <laughs> relationship. Like, and then I was like, I said, I was like, okay, you're like right down to it. We haven't even met for coffee yet. And he was like, well, I think you're gorgeous. And it was just love at first swipe. And I was like, all right, unmatch. You can oh like, enough. What a line. I'm saying that to everyone. Right. Like, yeah. Enough. That was too suave of a corny ass rhyme. Corny, yeah, no, this, not even suave. This guy I matched with, which was not particularly a match I would normally match with, but it was giving me too many shit options. It was like the lesser of the evil match. So and we're trying to come out of our comfort zone. I feel like you and I, right. we're really so trying I, to expand. A hundred percent. And like, so I'm just like two days later, I said to myself, you know, I'm just going to answer. Why not? And then, so I answer. And before you know it, he was so pushy. He had me on the phone and I didn't even have a, a chance to like catch my breath. And uh, he, it felt like it was an interview. It would just seem like, so what this, what this? Hate and like that. throwing it all in my face of like, oh, I'm choosing to only talk about you. See, I'm paying attention to you. When in reality, it's just like very, very pushy. It's not and organic. Intense. No. And, um, and then he's like telling me these weird fetishes. And that's where things really went south for me. Nope. It was so awkward. And then he's telling me how he just wants to get married and have children. And I, well, I, of course, I said that in my profile also. Right. So he's like, but you know, you don't find the perfect person. So what does it matter? Just like, let's just, you know, you get married and have kids. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, it's so romantic and passionate yeah. for, for any vessel to be able to fill your hole. Like, like, honestly, it was just. <laughs> Like, honestly, it could be any person and you're just, I don't know, it was so weird. So I unmatched and then he's like, you know, let's FaceTime on Sunday after your birthday and, um, and send me a photo of your birthday outfit. I'm like, I don't know you. This is it's so you're insane and intense. You're not getting a photo of my birthday outfit. You're, you're not one of the gals. Enough. And also, <laughs> I'm not giving you some weird fetish. And then on top of it, then you want to FaceTime me? I, I don't even know if I, I, I want to hang up. <laughs> I don't even want to talk right. to you. And then he's like, and then let's have dinner for Thanksgiving weekend when I'm back in town. And I just, it was so much intensity that um, I, I aborted. I, I had to get out. So. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with it. you. Speaking yeah, so, of your birthday, I had a blast. To Barbonia for brunch for Casey's birthday in New York City. It was, I mean, it was fucking delicious. The food was really good. A really it's good vibe. so good. Yeah. We've, we've been going there for years, I feel like. And it's a big space. And I'm always really happy for places in New York City that last a while in a big space. Because you know that rent isn't cheap. So you're no. like, yes, good for you. And then yeah, we hit Bryant right. Park after, and they already have their shops open, which I love. Mm -hmm. I'm a, I am a big Christmas shop person, like the Union Square too. shops, the Bryant Park. The little I winter villages. It. The yeah, villages, yeah. yeah. I just, it's it just gives like, you like, you know, it makes you happy. 
It does. It gives you happy vibes. You browse around. You look at all the stands. You see what you know is going on. And I was so happy you guys came. It really was. Yeah. It was a, it was a it good was birthday. Good times. Yeah. It's um, you know, I'm a big fan of birthdays, so I always love to celebrate people. Um, I hate birthdays, you know, but <laughs> I know, but I love them. I'm like another. What's not to celebrate? We made it another year. Like <laughs> that's fair. I'm like, I was born, celebrate, you know, like, <laughs> I'm thankful. <laughs> That's where I see it. But, um, you know. And we should get, be. Yeah, I always get let down on my birthdays. But this year was so great. I had so much fun. And then my sister-in-law surprised but. me. And um, she invited this little crew that we we made at my nephew's playground. And, um, oh, yeah, it was two nannies and another mom. And... I was watching my nephew a few times and I met them and they're just so they're awesome. I love them to death. And my I sister love that you're part of the playground crew. I, yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> and you don't have a kid. That's, that's real anti-life right there. When you're part of the playground crew, they're not no. even your kids. Oh, it was so much fun. No, I walked into the place. Um, it's called I stand and it's a comedy place, but it also is love. a you know nice restaurant and very cool aesthetic. Um, and, she surprised me with a birthday cake. She surprised me with the whole kind of night planned out. And it was a You're lot of fun. You're a big honest... person, aren't you? I feel like. I am, but I, I didn't I... know that until yeah. recently when you like went all out about your mom's birthday cake and then were so upset that you had to get a store-bought cake. I'm like, so, what do you mean? I love a store-bought cake. But um, <laughs> this one wasn't good. And I'm not knocking store-bought cakes because <laughs> I've, you know, been there and, and I enjoy it. But right. honestly. I'm more of like a donut cookie person and ice cream, Me too. but the cake. Have you ever had a cookie cake? No. Oh no. my God. That but was I our don't, go-to in college. But I don't think that cakes are as good anymore. I feel like either they're too sweet or they're, they're too dense. I don't know. I was so drunk. I was at the point where the switch flipped to blackout. Love so, that for you. So I don't really fully... I just remember eating it and enjoying it, but I don't like, I can't tell you as like a regular person. You remember details of the cake. Got it. Got it. No. Um, but my mom, the next day we did family day on Sunday and my mom made me an ice cream cake and then a regular cake. And it was, mom um, made it was good. the ice so, cream cake. Yeah. She I made love- ice cream cake and she, yeah, she's, you know, she's, she's got this, you know, she's yeah, got it. Yeah. Good for her. She's good. Yeah. So it was, right. it was it was actually a very happy birthday. I was very, you know, I love that. With the love. I love that. Yeah. All right. So, there this week we're going to dive into the art of the breakup. Oh, I Lord. know that I know. <laughs> I know personally Casey, you and I have probably been on both sides of it, right? We've been broken up with, we've broken up with people, we've ghosted, we've been ghosted. I used to be in my 20s a big fan of the phase out. Um all of it. There's all these different ways of breaking up, which is because our generation, I feel like has all these different ways of dating. So there's all these different levels of a breakup, I feel like. So I want to break it down. I want to break down the breakup. Um, I'm kind of interested to hear which stories because I know you. So I'm interested uh-huh. to hear which stories what you're stories going to mention. To mind? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So first, give me you being the breaker. Okay, me being the breaker, I will be totally honest with you. I'm 
not as good as it uh, at it as I wish I was. Like I'm better at it when it's who like, is. <laughs> right. Honestly, is there a good way to break up with someone? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I, I feel say, like I'm better at it, yeah. you know, with someone who like is more of a situationship where, who you're not that close mm-hmm. with, where it's like, hey, look, this isn't working. But yeah. when it comes like to something serious, like my most recent breakup, my ex boyfriend, I, I don't think he either was gaslighting me like he tried to do our entire relationship, or. I was just so bad at it that he didn't get I was breaking up with him. Because like, <laughs> at one point he was like, you know what? This clearly isn't working. I guess we I guess we should just break up. I was like, yeah, no shit. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, <laughs> did you not get that from everything I was just saying? So apparently I wasn't clear on that one. Which um, is so odd because when you flip the switch, you, you go to town. Well, I get to a point. <laughs> Here's my thing that I've noticed with like breakups whenever I've been the one to break up with someone. Like mm-hmm. I broke up with my, uh, one of my serious boyfriends in college. I broke up with my ex-boyfriend. Those are probably the two like biggest, like actual like breakups that I was the breaker. Yeah. Um, and I noticed, which is not, again, not something I'm proud of, but like when I get to a point where I'm like, okay, this is over, I like shut down. Oh yeah. There is I can't I can't sleep with you. I can't fake it. Um Yeah, me neither. I, I'm with you. Yeah. And so what I start doing is I start retracting, right? Mm-hmm. And I start pulling away all the things that I hate when people do to me. I start doing, I start shutting down and I start retracting and pulling away. And I did with my last boyfriend, I was like, look, I need because I like to think I learned a little bit from when I was twenty one and broke up with my boyfriend in college. But you know, with my last boyfriend, I was 35, 36 when we broke up. And I did, I was like, look, I, I need like this weekend to just like take a little space. Um, and like I said, he was a big gaslighter. So then when I took that weekend of space, he was suddenly like, what are you doing? What, why aren't you speaking? Why are you not hanging out this weekend? And I was like, because I told you, I need a minute. I gotta like think things through. Um, typical men. Right. But I wish that I were able to just like confront it more head on because I do when there's an issue, right? Like when I have a problem with something, I do feel like I confront it head on. But for some reason, when it comes to being like, this is it, this is the end, I struggle with it. I really yeah, no. do. I, I, I really, um, I actually thought you were going to be the opposite. I thought you were going to have a lot more, I guess you could say slays. <laughs> no, I'm, <laughs> just because I, I know am, you. I know, like, as much as I can be a bitch, I can be really sensitive. I hate to make people feel bad. I think this is something yeah. I took away from our, like, high school days when I was just, like, a raging fucking C-word. Uh, now I'm like, oh, my God, I I don't ever want to be responsible for making someone feel shitty, even if they've made me feel really shitty. Even if we've got yeah. to a point where this relationship doesn't work, I hate to be the one to make someone feel shitty. So I struggle with it. I really do. So I do too. I, um, I'm a terrible breakup person. I think I've only done it twice perhaps in, in. Right. No, we're fucking 37 years old. And both and of us have only done it twice. And, and honestly, maybe only once that really mattered. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. But, um, I feel like for me, it stems from my abandonment issues. So I right. have, even though I know that this is the the wrong situation, I no longer need to be like, should be in it. And we need to go our separate ways. 
And even though I've always picked dead end situations because then I already know that at some point it's going to fall out. So for me, I know going in, it's going to fall apart, but I still get so emotionally invested. Um, And then when the time is to walk away, it's not even the person, it's the concept of someone just leaving your life and that, that, right. So that abandonment issue comes right in. And so then I hold on for dear life. And so I don't know actually how to break up and like walk away clean slate because even though my mind is saying, thank God, my emotions and my reactions are just not rational. And I get really down. I have this one person I broke up with, I was seeing for a while and it was a transition relationship because it was, I was coming out of a very toxic relationship. Right. And we all need he was those. really there for me. Yeah. And he was really there for me. And, um, you know, it was nice for a while, but that's all it was for me. And he got more, you know, invested and emotionally. And, um, I knew that he liked me way more than I liked him. And I felt the so only the right, right thing, thing to, to do, do was to, to exit. Right. And then, um, he took it not well. Um, and then I kind of just exited anyone we knew just to give a clean slate, like have your life. I'm going to have my life. I don't think we should hear, you know, what's going on and just move forward, you know, and uh, fast forward till we started this podcast. And, um, about a month ago, he came out of the woodworks and pretty much blamed me for 15 years of misery. Um, which I, (laughs) which is not fair. I'm one sec. I, I could tell that he clearly, has had a lot of that struggles. That's not fair. He's he's being a he's playing the victim, which clearly he's been doing this whole time, and and being a lot further along in my self development and self worth and discovery of you know my right insecurities and beating that you know I'm just in a different mindset. I could tell like maybe he needed to do this as therapy to like just let it out and talk to me, but um so I let him do it, but then I put him in his place because that good that's not okay. Yeah, It's not okay. So, you know, say what you need to say, but I'm going to give it back. And this is the reality of the situation and whatever fantasy you were living in, you know, unfortunately that wasn't the situation and he created that. And to let that affect you all those years, I, I was, I only knew you for a short period of time. Let's right. And we were 20, we were 20. You were 20 years old. And like, I'm not getting married and having kids. Like, no, and I, you're not responsible for his inability to like go to therapy. Like it was a very normal, regular relationship, but there were things that just wasn't there. He wasn't motivated in his career. I was focused on my career and we just weren't moving forward in the right direction. Right. So, you know, that was my only like and real breakup. that happens. Like when I was 22, maybe I had a job that had gave me the opportunity to move out to LA. I think we've talked about this before. And I was yeah. seeing someone and I was seeing, he was older than me. I think he was 28 or 29. He had a, like a career, not just a job. Like he was working, he knew what he, towards a career, you know? Um, he lived in this beautiful brownstone in Brooklyn. He was such a nice guy, such a good guy. We had a great relationship, honestly. It was one of my better relationships, but we both were very clear once I found out I got this job in LA, like, we, we're we not going to last long distance. What if I love it there? And I wanted to live there forever. Um, so it was definitely, 
one of my healthier breakups in that we were like very honest about the fact that we knew long distance probably wasn't a great idea because there was just too much uncertainty. But then I, I do kind of, there was this part of me that wished a little bit that when I moved, he had reached out more or that we kept in touch more because it, I don't know, it felt because nothing bad happened. It wasn't like somebody cheated or we got into this fight or the relationship fell apart. It was just like, I still had a lot of feelings for him. And then it just suddenly like, wasn't there. And it made moving really hard. That was a, that was like an interesting one for me because there that's one of those where I think like, wow, if I never moved, I could be pushing like a double wide down the streets of Park Slope right now. Double. Said. Um, okay, so then give me an example of um, a situation where you your heart was broken. Um, definitely my first ho- real heartbreak, I think, was in college. Uh, my first boyfriend in college, um, he lived in Syracuse. I All the signs were there that it was an unhealthy relationship, but that's what you do at 19 years old, right? That's when you're supposed to do that. That was my first real heartbreak. Um, and I think really oddly like shaped how I behaved in college for the next like couple of years, probably until I met my next serious boyfriend, because I felt so like, I, I don't know, it was like I had something to prove and I was so upset and I didn't want to be upset. I like, I had to be, I really like got so skinny after we broke up because eating was not a priority. Um, and yeah right (laughs) now I'm like now I get sad and I'm like where's the food I wish (laughs) me too I wish my my what happened to us for handling sadness we're still the same but no and in my 30s it's now no fuck that um and then I think in my late 20s and this was more of like a situationship but a guy who had been in my life in and out of my life for three years um And I think what it came down to at the end of it is that I always cared more about him than he did about me until I would start seeing someone else. Then suddenly, like if I started to move on, then he was like, no, 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 I want this to work. Let's get serious. Let's be exclusive. So then I would, I would dive in. And then after a couple months, it would be the same shit. And, um, it's like a cycle that broken record. Right. And it's tough to look back at that and think that I was ever in that. But when we finally were like, when I, and it was me, I had to be the one to get to the point to be like, no, I'm, I'm really done with this. But you know, all the times he would break up with me or end things with me and tell me he was done until, because I was fucking crazy or whatever else. And then he'd just come back a couple of months later when he was done with whatever bullshit he was doing. And I would take him back. I was always devastated every time. I remember my sister-in-law, like one time specifically, I was sitting on the phone sobbing to her and like, he's my best friend. And she's like, no, he's not. <laughs> he's not yeah. your best fucking friend. Um, literally the day before my 30th birthday, I went to a fun day with a couple of our friends and, um, he was there and we hung out for a little, we talked and I was like, I don't want to bring you into my thirties. Like I, I don't. And I really didn't. I think we hung out once or twice more after that, but like we never hooked up again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it took me a long time to get there. Like a really long fucking time. So that one as an adult was my biggest heartbreak, I think. And he wasn't even like a, an official boyfriend, which is weird. Oh. Well, I think we could say this together at the same time. Yeah. Mine was the fireman. <laughs> oh, that fucked hard. <laughs> <laughs> the 
cockroach that never dies. Um, oh, I hate him. Yeah, everyone does. Um, yeah. He dragged my heart. He stomped on it, buried it 20 feet under. Yeah. Um, he, he, he crushed me. And honestly, um, it was seven years ago, and we were seeing each other right. on and off for a few years. And there, were, there was a year I went by that I blocked him fully, and he just kept popping back up always, every few months or once a year. A hundred percent. He would mm-hmm. text me like, are you okay? And, you know, there was a fire and then I'm looking at like, yeah, like, mind your fucking business. 20 blocks away. It wasn't around the corner, but he'd act like, you know, are you okay? Like, I know you, you go that route from school, uh, from work and, oh. and whatever. And he would just find ways to just say, you know, um, I just wanted, I missed you or he'll send me a song or he'll, he'll do things that, you know, would just try to lure me back in. And, right. um, and a lot of his vomit. tactics for a long time, it worked on me because I was head over heels. He was probably the one person out of all of my situationships, relationships, whatever you want to call them, that found his way in. Like, I always felt I was the assistant to a lot of these relationships and the focus was never on me. And yeah. with, this, with this situation, I felt like he wormed his way in and um, and without me even noticing. And he just was this guy that was normal and great, but toxic and terrible. And that was not the person I was seeing um, when we were together, but when we weren't together, that's who he was. And um, there was just a lot of lies, a lot of manipulation, and there was a lot of back and forth. And before COVID, I told him, never speak to me again. I put down like the gauntlet and I was just like, you're out of my life for good. I didn't hear from him for two years. He pops back up, tells me he's engaged. He tells me this or that. And yet he's still trying to see me. He's still trying to say that he's questioning that I made the wrong decision. And just the whole mind manipulation of it all to have me waiting. Have me waiting again and like thinking that there's real potential, thinking that I'm going to be chosen and I'll be like, you know, that we'll have this amazing life that we really enjoyed for quite some time. And it just was a string along. It was a carrot in front of your face. And it just was out of their convenience. So my anger and my hatred got so strong and deep that I just like needed a cleanse. And I stopped dating altogether because my decision making at that point was so bad. And um, I needed a break. And now now it's hard to figure out how to get back in. But I've done so much work to move forward and not feel like – this was my future that I missed and that this was my yeah. person that like, and I don't know if I'll find that again. Cause I kept comparing him to anybody I met after that. And it wasn't the whole part of him. It was just the parts that felt the good part that I really, right. That I really enjoyed. The reason so I feel like you fall now I'm ready. Right. And now I, feel, I'm now I feel like I'm ready. I right. am curious, me drive- what do you feel like helped you get through that? Like, were you in therapy before? Did going to therapy help? Did your, like, how did you, I don't know. Cause it's different for every breakup no. for me. No. I, you know, we talk about transitions out of relationships. Some are like cold, like uh, cut and dry, yeah. black and white, you're in or out. This was a mixture of everything, but the transition took a very long time. Cause I really felt he was my person and so I yeah. just kept thinking, he's going to pop up. He knows it. He's going to put in the work. He's going to pop up. And I just, in some way, I was waiting. And, um, and I had to 
I'm the kind of person that has to go through all the emotions. I have to feel the reality of it. Um, cause that's otherwise I'll torture it, myself. But that's a big problem and that I a did, lot I, of people have Casey, like a self problem that a lot of people have is like, they don't feel their emotions. They allow themselves to just move on and go to off. the next thing. Right. Feeling your yeah. emotions. It fucking sucks in the moment sometimes. But yeah. it's really, for me, the only way I can really move on. Um, like you're not yeah. in, it, it validates the fact that there was something real and you're not crazy for thinking something's real. Yeah. Like you, you're feeling that hurt. Okay. So feel it, absorb it so that you can then close the door and not look back. And it just took me a long time to close that door. I'm the type of person who, when I'm upset about anything, and I'm not saying this is right, but this is what works for me. Even like my ex who I knew it was the right thing to not be with him. And I had gotten to a point where I honestly was like, for a long time, couldn't even remember any of the good. That's how like mad I was at him. Uh, this is my coping tactic, I guess. I let myself cry. I let myself feel it. I have a day or two. I'm like, this is it. Feel this. Like be upset, eat pizza, drink a bottle of wine, cry to your friends, put on some sappy shows and like really feel it. And then tomorrow you wake up and you're a bad fucking bitch again and you're ready to take on the world. Like I do that with a lot, anything, whether it's a heartbreak from a relationship or the loss of someone or, you know, yeah. something just difficult happening in my life. That's how I'm like, okay, feel this, have this moment, let yourself feel this and then move on. Yeah. And I'm definitely a wallower. I will cry. Oh yeah. I will cry. I will isolate myself for... I don't know. It could be a week. It could be two weeks. It could be a month. Like I go dark. I've, I have, you know, I deal with anxiety, deal with depression. I go yeah. very dark. I like shut off from the world and, um, and I like really need to process it before I can get up and move on. I'll still go to work, but everything else has shut off. You know, I put so much work into myself and I built my, my life and my future and I'm a good person. And right. this is a reflection off of a shitty person. This doesn't reflect on me. And it takes me time to like, you know, get there. And, um, I'm like, no, one's going to steal my thunder. You're not going to be rent free in my head. You don't deserve any more time and, and waste any more emotion on this fucking loser. I got to that point with my ex, my most recent ex, like right away. I think I had a friend say to me, are you upset? What are you feeling? I was like, honestly, I feel like I gave everything I could have to that relationship. I have no regrets on how, on what I put in. Yeah. I, I think that he was really shitty to me in a lot of ways. And I can't, I don't want to give him any more of that, any more of me. So yeah. like, I need to just wash my hands of it. But that's not, it's not always that easy. Yeah. No, no. Um, Some take longer than others. But when that, that, yeah. that switch happens for yourself, it feels very invigorating. You feel like that weight's off and you feel like now you could start to maybe flirt, get back out there, build your confidence right. back up and, and, you know, just and have fun. a good time. Flirting is fun. Yeah. That is fun. I'm shit at it. Yeah, I'm but it's fun. <laughs> Me too. Trying to figure that shit out. <laughs> Mark it. Um, right. This past, like, spring, before our friend Ashley moved to North Carolina, she came out with us one night, and Ashley was determined to get oh, me to flirt. Oh, God. And remember, so she walks bad. over to this guy who was honestly really cute, but he was young. But super cute. And it would have just been fun to flirt with him. And it was like talking to a fucking brick wall. <laughs> so awkward. First I off, gave up. Casey first... kept going. 
you kept going trying to talk to him and i was like i can't do it anymore this guy is i'm gonna we go. We, yeah. we go over there and we say hi and then <laughs> fucking wall nothing he's not giving nothing. really anything back he's not really interested and i'm thinking to myself well this is really a a, a builder Done. <laughs> yeah this, this helps build confidence thanks thanks for a whole lot of absolutely nothing a so dead animal we fuck you jetty guy who's yeah. sitting on the windowsill with your Wolves loser are. friends <laughs> <laughs> We didn't want to talk to you oh, anyway. Yeah. I was just going to say, we we didn't even care about you. <laughs> All right. So at what point, because like we said before, they're, dating is just different now. Like there's different levels to it, right? You're in a situationship. You're in a, you're talking, you're hooking up, you're dating, you're exclusive, whatever the fuck. At what point do you feel like a formal breakup is necessary? Like when I you think- expect that. I think when you're dating exclusively or when you have a title, I think anything else is fair game. That's fair. I'm with you. So my whole thing with this is like, I can get behind ghosting. I'm not going to lie to you. In like certain situations. Honestly, it's my favorite form. It's my favorite form. I think it's, if I meet a guy on Hinge and we go on one fucking date, I'm not texting you that this isn't going to work out. Like, see ya, buddy. We didn't feel it. I didn't even hug you goodbye. Clearly we're good. Honestly, you're lucky. <laughs> right. And like, if he's not interested in me and he just goes to me, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I don't need an explanation. We met fucking once. Yeah. We... yeah so I, agree. I feel like if you've been talking to someone, I think if you go on several dates with someone, then the least they could do is like shoot you a text, you know, and be like, Hey, even if it's been like a month only and yeah. you haven't labeled it, like, I'd like, I'll be yeah, but if you're, text. yeah, but that's if you're seeing each other every week and there becomes like a routine with the two of you, I think that that's warranted. But if you're like right. randomly popping in, there's no routine and you're just randomly seeing each other. Like, I still think it's fine because there's no expectation. I do expect, even though there is no exclusivity, I do expect like, just have a decent, be like, I'm out, you know, a little, right. A little time. I'm not saying you got to take me yeah. to a the coffee and tell me face to face but a little text like hey you know things aren't going the way i thought maybe whatever yeah i yeah see you around right because i'm also like i get it right we all should at this point in our lives we're in our fucking 30s if you are listening and you're in your 30s and you aren't able to pick up on when something's like not working then you maybe need either one better friends or two you need to go to therapy (laughs) because people make it clear like I don't know. And if I, someone's interested, they will come around. If someone's not interested, then take a clue. It's a, it's a fling. It's a, it's, you know, it is what right. it is. There's right. nothing I hate more than when it's like someone who you're not serious with. You've hung out like maybe a couple of times you met on a fucking dating app and he wants an explanation or like, he's like, Oh, well, can I ask why? No, you can't ask why. I'm just it's not like fucking a job. Interested. Right. It's too like, formal. We're not doing an exit interview. Yes. <laughs> keep it moving i agree (laughs) although i respect obviously when he's asking that question he's gotten declined so many times that he's just desperate to be like what am i doing wrong right i'm i'm just not the girl to ask that i don't maybe his therapist told him to because my therapist (laughs) did recently (laughs) ask me if i've 
so good. She recently asked me, she was like, have you ever, like, asked a guy when they, like, when things are over, like, why it didn't work out? Even if it's, like, someone who you weren't that serious about, but, like, you know, phased out. Have you ever said, like, hey, what, was there anything that I did? And I'm like, no, I didn't fucking ask that. I don't, like, are you kidding? Because it's not like you should start. I'm like, huh? Have you ever been zombied? Like, had a guy ghost you? And then he comes back into the picture, like, months or years later, and you're like, wait a second, you're back from the dead. Who are you? Yeah, no. I've never been like, who are you? No, I've definitely, I've been part of a zombie, and they've zombied me, but I think it's a mutual situation, because you both, normally when I meet somebody, we'll start just kind of dating right away, and it just becomes exclusive pretty quickly. But if I'm not, if I don't get to that point early on, then I know it's just what it is and it's a situation so then i my mindset is disconnected so yeah if you want to hang out here and then i don't hear from you and then i hear from you later on it i already know the writing's on the wall but there's some people who get really into people and then get zombied and they come back and forth i've had like phase outs where people phase in and out kind of more but i have these very good friends um i love them like dearly they are married now and that's what they did. This is the first time I ever heard of someone zombieing someone. He, the, I knew the guy. I, my brother is very close friends with the guy. And that's how I knew him. I met him. So I've known him for like 20 years now, let's say. He met this girl out at the bars in Long Beach. And they were talking for a little bit. And then he just disappeared on her. Like ghosted her. No explanation. Just fucking gone like a idiot. And then I want to say like a year later. She's going to be so mad that I'm telling this story without her because she tells it better. Uh, <laughs> like a year later, he popped back up and now they're married. And she called him out immediately. Like, excuse me, back from the dead. What are you doing here in my DMs? Oh, now and, I know who you're talking about. It just registered. Yes. And <laughs> he, and now they're married and in love and have a kid and like a dog, a dog and it- have this wonderful life. Yeah. No, I think more zombie, when I think about zombies, it's just like fuck buddy situations. Yeah, like fuck. Or you're like, you need a fix, and then I don't talk yes. to you for a while. Or you dated someone, and you're in between it's- people, and you just need your fix. Like, they're your, they're your lineup, you know? So I guess it's zombied in the same form. I, I don't have a lineup. roster list, though. I was going to say, by the way, <laughs> I haven't a while. had a bench in a long time. So, no, me neither. The mo- this um, emotional maturity when you really start working on yourself, the things you miss out on. <laughs> a roster is one of them. So if you're yeah, listening you think- and you're under thirty, hold on. Just to your wait. <laughs> Just wait, because now you're like contemplating on all of these shit roster people. Uh-huh. Half of those assholes who are on your bench are probably married now, and they're <laughs> fucking losers. So that's the worst part. What about a backslide? I, unfortunately, have backslid a lot in my life where like you're, you're broken up and you're like almost there over the hill where you're over him and then you just fucking slide right back down and you're like, here we are again. I haven't, I did not very successfully with my ex-boyfriend and I like to think it's because I've grown a bit. There was no backslide. I was like, fuck you. We're out. There was not a backslide. That was cut and dry. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like a lot of men that I've been with who have, like, broken up with me or ended things with me, they kind of do it in a way where they leave it open for a backslide. 
men always leave it open for a backslide. Hello. Yeah. I mean, oh, that's their tactic. Shit. But that's their tactic. You know, like, yeah. if I, I've never met a man that w- wouldn't do that. You know, but it's my, like more than just like a hookup and like someone who deserves a second chance. So for me, I, my idolized version, you know, the dream would be right. that the person had time to grow beyond their own. And when they came back into your life, it's healthier and really pursues you on honorable intentions. It takes time. So you want to see consistency with that they're showing you. And yeah. I think men, when they first put the interest in and they're not getting the results, they keep it moving. But you know, you need consistency when there's been the backslide, when there's been heartache or hurt. But I don't know of a success. I um, I would love I to either. know. Uh, right. Are there <laughs> listeners out? If you have had a successful second chance with someone where like the second chance became the end game, please DM us. We want to know. I have this one guy who I'll call him. I'll call him Jez. We'll give him a name. Um, He's someone who I feel like has been in and out of my life. Um, mm-hmm. We've never slept together, but we've dated. Like, and I've really cared about him, but we just, it never got there to that. Into, that was always, I think, what was missing was that like intimacy. But I, I was always open to like another opportunity. I always felt, and I still do, part of me, even though right now I'm on a, in a place where I'm like, fuck him. Uh, yeah. Um, because of our most recent encounter. But, there is this part of me that always thinks like that could be something real. There could be something real there. Or but, you're just grasping at straws. Or <laughs> you know, like, grasping, right. Yeah. That happens with a lot of girls because yeah. when guys walk away, they realize what they had and, you know, they made a mistake, but doesn't mean they're the right person. It just, you know, yeah. glad they had that revelation. But for me, the door is closed. Okay. So, um, Okay. Remember Jen and Brad that rocked people's world? What are your current or more recent celeb breakups that have hurt? And honestly, with Jen and Brad, I know me what? and you, we've talked about this and also mm-hmm. are devastated because we, I'm a stand for Jen. I know you are too. I've never watched an Angelina Jolie movie because I stand for Jen. Not once. Still won't. And still won't. Still 20 won't. years later. Still won't. A hundred percent. And when people say I like her, I'm like, oh, she's trash. You remember her before trash. she married Brad Pitt? Oh, fucking sleazy. Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt have both moved on and are fine with each other. And me and Casey are still not okay with it. I feel like it was, at least for our generation, one of the first like real celebrity breakups that was followed so heavily because this was no Instagram, no Facebook. This was, Magazines. you had to get your information from Us Magazine and people. Yep. So, and like maybe Oprah or something. I don't Oprah, know. Oprah, yeah. That's probably what they both gave their first interview to. Right. And it was a big cheating scandal from Mr. and Mrs. Smith, which I have not seen till this day. Ugh. And me that's either. Met. So, yeah. I, yeah. Is there any current times that, um, with celebrities or that current you. Current relationships? Yeah. That kind of like I, did a little hurt. One that broke my heart a little bit was Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner. There, so interesting. I to love that. her. I, I am a huge fan of hers. I was a I'm a big Game of Thrones book reader. I'm a big Game of Hell Thrones yeah. show watcher. I yeah. love Game of Thrones. Sansa Stark. You know she what talk about a character arc. She went from being this whiny little shit to badass bitch 
And then when you yeah. saw her in real life, as the show started winding down and they're done filming and you got to see her like just being herself, she was fucking cool or she seems it. Yeah. And I feel yeah. like she made Joe Jonas cooler a bit because I loved that she got close with like the wives of the other brothers. Like I liked that threesome. So that one, that sung a little for me. I loved her from Game of Thrones. Like I ride for her. So when she got out, she definitely started going on social media more. Um, and when she, and I was not a Jonas brother, like follower, I didn't listen to their music. Um, right. But when she started dating Joe, I started getting obsessed with Joe because they would do lives during Same. COVID and they never saw their life. And when they Same. started doing she these lives like on him. COVID, so I was just loving it. And I thought he was so handsome. And I started listening to Jones Brothers. I went to the Jones Brothers concert with my mom and Courtney. Did you? Wow. Because yeah. my mom liked them. Man. Oh, I really started to like them because of her. And I liked their relationship. So, yeah. I was, but it's such a short marriage that. Um, I know. But it did sting for me. I had hope for them. Yeah. I thought they might I, last. So for me was Giselle and Tom Brady after a 13 year marriage, like, you know, she gave, she waited, you know, and he was going to retire and he chose not to. And she sacrificed, even though she has a good career modeling, she sacrificed a lot and watched the kids. They have a big family and I felt for her. And I, I just thought that was all shit. Like, yeah, she really, I'm not a fan of him, but no, I'm with you. You can't deny her all of that. But yeah, I, you're and right. The, she and, really... and the longevity of their relationship. That's why yes. it stung to me is how it went down for her and the longevity yeah. of the relationship. I, I feel like, um, you know, how Beyonce and Jay-Z are, or how J-Lo and A-Rod were, they were just those yeah. certain power couples power couple. that made, that just made sense. Look, a vibe, personality, just everything. Because I think yeah. now that you're bringing up J-Lo, I think something that's always been a problem of hers, and I think Taylor Swift suffers from this also, is that they are too, they are super independent, super talented. They are the star of the show. Powerhouse. And powerhouse yeah. women. And it's really hard for them because when you look at some of their past, the past people they've dated, like Mark Anthony's powerhouse in the Latin world, but like globally he's not as big of a star as j-lo right you know what i mean right. and then when she dated that backup dancer or she might have even married Asper. him i don't know yeah yeah she had a, a way of dating people who couldn't handle her caliber i think it and that's why i that... thought her and a-rod would last because i think he was of her caliber you know but, yes and talk about the ultimate ultimate backslide jen and ben back at it married and you know what I seem to like about them? I really hope they last. I do. Because from a bird's eye view, is that they seem like a normal couple. Like, he seems like... Well, he doesn't like, want to be involved. He does not want to be right. involved in the Hollywood. So he kind of probably But that's also her. like... Right. Yeah. And I think that's a lot yeah. of men where they're like, I'm not dealing with this shit. You know? Right. Or like the drama, like the housewives for us would be like yeah. a guy like, no, I'm not watching this shit. I feel like divorce is such a normalized way of life now that you're not invest. I'm more invested in the actual relationships that are lasting like Sarah right. Michelle Geller and Freddie Prince Jr. I'm more invested in the fact that they are together okay. for as long as they've been together. I think it's 21 years. Um, 
I, and I also noticed when I was writing, writing it, I'm like, they both have three names. Sarah Michelle Gellar. Oh my God. Friday Prince Jr. <laughs> yeah. I never noticed that. Yeah, That's I just funny. Yeah. I don't think we can have a breakup episode and not talk about the breakup queen herself, Miss Taylor Swift. Um, she is currently in a relationship that is, for some I, reason, very. I think it's, it's going to go the long haul. It's very polarizing, this relationship. I don't know why, but we even have some friends who are like, I'm fucking over them. What? Um, yeah. Like, I have, I spent last Sunday morning almost late to my, I was volunteering with my brother, and I was almost late because I was sticking up for Taylor and Travis in a text message with two of our <laughs> other friends who were like, oh, I'm so fucking over them, blah, blah, blah. It's all for show. Oh, I he pursued her. He put it out there. And yeah. She probably entertained it initially. And I think maybe in the beginning like, she was like, all right, let's just see. This could be for yeah. fun, but. Yeah, I agree. But I definitely I think he he seems to really respect her independence, her individuality, her right. career. But he also has his own like success, and she's putting him on a pedestal of all of his yes. success. And I think they have that respect and that understanding of what it takes to really put the grind in your career. And I just, I stand for them. Yeah, it's annoying that they're literally everywhere at this point. Everywhere. I think that could be pulled back a little bit. But um, I don't oh, know. Please. This There's might not... actually be her long gun. Um, I think that for like a J-Lo and a Taylor Swift, I think the reason that sometimes it's like the athlete relationships work really well when they're with like a really successful athlete is because there isn't that competition over like, acting or like when Taylor would date these other singers like they weren't or actors like they weren't they're probably jealous big enough, right they weren't big enough for her yeah. in their own right where there was like a jealousy where he doesn't have that because right. he's like this is a totally different world and but also he seems like a normal like dude but speaking of Taylor what are your thoughts on the fact that she always like writes her breakup songs because I have to say, I love it. I'm like, good for fucking her. That's her outlet, right? Like, my outlet is talking to you or, like, my friends. But I'm not famous. But, like, people do it anyway. Like, there are regular people who are not famous who put all their shit on Facebook, who put it out there when they break up with someone. So why can't fucking Taylor? I stand for it. I think it's the best way to scorn an ex. So I, like, love yeah. it. You know, I say get it girl i think breakups are so relatable so her music is very relatable all right i have one last question for you we're talking about breakups what would you say like the biggest lesson you've learned from a breakup is i think for me um i went into a lot of these relationships broken with myself um i had a lot of insecurities my self-worth was very low and so coming out of these situations and not losing myself. Like I've been in abusive relationships, mentally, physically, I've been in very tumultuous, toxic relationships, mm -hmm. but I never lost myself and my, my direction of who I wanted to be in life, my career, my family. I always kept that intact. And um, along the way, I learned to appreciate who I am, to mm -hmm. value myself and to and build myself up and realize that I actually do deserve more than what I'm allowing myself to have. And, but I think that's my biggest takeaways is is having the understanding that it's in you 
and you choosing these situations that you're in because your mindset is is not clear and um and i right now i now i feel clear so i'm hoping for a better outcome but i think my biggest takeaway is that when <laughs> when you see something say something you know when you <laughs> when you see the flags when you see when the someone signs, shows like, you who sh- they are believe it believe them right yeah. like i think you just said this to me recently yeah. and it that's my biggest takeaway is that like, I need to trust myself more and listen to my gut. And if I see something I'm not okay with it, or I'm seeing something that's making me question who someone's character, what someone's character is not just like, sometimes people can fuck up and make mistakes or do something out of character. But when some is to like, notice when something is a pattern and like their character and who they are, and when something is a fuck up to know that difference and to trust myself. Cause I've always had feelings in my gut. And I've ignored them. And I think that's like my biggest takeaway. So like not ignore the gut feeling that I, you have about I, someone. I can relate to that. You know, thank you for coming to my therapy session. <laughs> our, our therapy our session. Our therapy session. <laughs> so yeah, this was a little bit more of a, a heavy week. It's a heavy topic, breakups. While breakups are not fun, I, I have fun talking about them with you today, Case. Yeah, me too. Um, all right, guys. So listen in for next week's episode every Tuesday. Hit the follow button. Uh, streaming on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Social media is Instagram and TikTok. Go check it out. See you next week, everybody. Bye. Bye.